Alice Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. What trap beats playing in the background? Hey, Period. News this week. Jumping right in. Because it's yeah. not much to say re- anyway. So, um, just give, first of all, just giving a quick shout out to the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra. Yes, I said what I said. It's either Kansas and Arkansas or Arkansas in Arkansas. So here, here, pick one. We need to have some decorum, honestly, because like, <laughs> just, like, act, just be civilized. Like, when will <laughs> y'all rest? I'm begging. <laughs> we, we start with this, and we can branch out from there. Right. So the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra um, has released a world premiere recording of Florence Price's Piano Concerto in One Movement with her original orchestration um so concert pianist uh karen walwin joined the aso musicians and artistic director and conductor jeffrey robson for the first ever commercial recording uh by aso to be made available worldwide um it was recorded in the robinson center performance hall following a free community uh concert um late last year in september uh 2021 um, so it was a free concert that celebrated Little Rock's community um, and their diverse musical traditions. And it also kicked off a series of performances and events recognizing Florence Price's musical legacy. Um, so it was released in advance of Florence Price Day on April 9th, which why did nobody tell us about? I ain't hear April nothing about 9th. that. I ain't hear nothing about no Florence I ain't Price no, Day. Nah, and I follow Price Fest. If anybody would know, it would be them. See, that Instagram See. algorithm... Look. Nah, they, but did they say anything about? Let me, let me go look. look I, um, I would assume so. I was, I, I blame Instagram for I blame them. So, um, but uh, April 9th was, was marking the 135 years uh, since her birth in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, so shout out to them for for um recording this and embracing the talent. Um, coming out of Arkansas, um, that is, or that came out of Arkansas, uh, that is Florence Price. We stand. Um, and then next, um, I want to share with you all um, that there is a symposium coming up uh, with the purpose of examining racial equity and inclusion in performing arts. I'm going to tell you about this. They invited us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so get But because no, cause I know, because I, I, that was another thing okay we are not serious people honestly <laughs> <laughs> no because i mean we begin we begin invitations and stuff i mean i only sent you that one thing because it was in chicago i thought maybe you might be able to go mm. we got invited to this other thing but it's in dc we can't go to that or i can't go maybe you can but i'm assuming you can't <laughs> um if, if it's, it's next month oh no oh, see it's next month <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just trying to, i need to i'm holding my breath so august at this point it's like Katie busy, so oh, busy's a stretch. But I got you're not busy, Katie. Yes, you are. <laughs> a lot of people are busy. Um. Okay, so, uh, it is going to be taking place on April 27th, which I believe is Wednesday after this comes out. Um, oh, at the Peabody. Uh, not at because it's going to be virtual, but um, organized by the Peabody Institute of uh, the John. Johns Hopkins University 
Um, it's called the Next Normal Symposium, which is going to focus on the critical issue of racial equity and inclusion in the arts through some presentations and panel discussions facilitated by leaders in the field, um, including participants from the Los Angeles Philharmonic's Yola Center, the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, uh, the Baltimore Center Stage, and the Juilliard School, um, as well as uh, uh, more institutions and organizations. Um uh, building on his long-standing role of preparing artists to become leaders in their communities and responding to the disruptions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the Peabody Institute has engaged more than 1,300 participants to date in solutions-focused explorations of the long-term challenges facing performing arts industry um, and the potential for a better path forward through its Next Normal Symposium series. Uh, so the theme this year is Ideas for the Future, um, which of course IDEA is the acronym for inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility um, in that name. So it's a free virtual e event that's gonna be, um, like I said, uh, featuring a bunch of different presenters. I'll read off some names that y'all might recognize. Um, one that you'll definitely recognize is Garrett McQueen, um, producer and co-host of Triloquy. Um, we've been over there on Triloquy. He's been over here on Classically Black. So if you don't know him by now, come on. Um, Dr. Fadara, uh, Fadara Hadley, um, who's a professor of ethnomusicology at uh, the Juilliard School. Uh, Camille Delaney McNeil. Hey, twin, kind of. Middle name or second last name? First How last name? Delaney? Anyway. Hmm? How she spelled Delaney? D E L A N E Y. But you know, I won't hold it against her. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> just playing. <laughs> because um, I feel like 99% of Delaney spelled Delaney that way. So yeah. when they get to your name, they start foaming at the mouth. And I'm like, just spell use da, your da, finger, da, girl. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. I've they seen it happen in real time. And I'm just like, maybe like, I'm, maybe because I know you, why? But I don't think I've ever looked at your name and been like, like how? I don't think I uh, <laughs> right. Duh, like, how would we ever pronounce this? I literally like I feel like the last time we had something, they were like Delani, which is like not not <laughs> which I guess is fair because because like in English like long a versus short a, but I just I don't think my brain would have gone there. I just I'm sorry because Delani, I, yeah, it wouldn't have gone there. I mean, like Delani. Yeah, I don't know anybody named Delani. I know Milani. I've gotten Dalani. I, I know Milani and a Melanie. That sound right. Why would I mean Dalani? Yeah, I've got Dalani, Delani. Yeah, I've got a lot. Um, I got Denali the other day. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> real good. Um, and 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 even better, it was in response to an email in which I signed my name. Oh, so. good. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I mean, I went to school, like middle school to high school with a Delaney and I still, my, my throat still ain't choke up when I saw your name for the first time. So I'm just confused. The, I remember I was, one time I was ordering something and the guy had me spell my name for the thing, spell it out. And I'm like, I know for a fact that he either, he probably didn't get to a pen in time and didn't want to ask me to hold on or he just didn't care. Because when I got the order, he had spelled my name D-I-L-A-N-Y. I'm like, I spelled it for you <laughs> on the phone. He just knew it was Delaney. <laughs> like, Which that wouldn't even make sense. You might as well just spell it the way, like the common way. Like, don't even get me started on stuff when they start calling your order out. I always use my last name, although 
they think I'm saying Paris because they're thinking it's my first name. Mm. So they probably like, surely she didn't say Harris. But um Yeah. Like I have a friend named oh, you know, I have a friend named Free mm-hmm. and which is her last name, but she, she everybody calls her Free and oh, she orders was her something. first name this whole time. I was like, mm-hmm. That's cute. No. <laughs> no, it's her last name and she um and she, so she goes by Free and she ordered something and um they wrote on the thing freeze and then when oh. they caught it out they said freezy i'm like okay so <laughs> <laughs> i'm like so i mean this is the simplest of words half of the word is e <laughs> like my favorite thing is why i'm on the word is e first of all why would, why my name be freeze <laughs> my favorite thing is like when I'm on the phone with someone and like with your first time, I say Catherine and I, and then I'm like K A T H R when I hear the backspace going, I'm like, <laughs> babe, this, let me spell it. And I feel like Catherine, it's not definitely not 50, 50, but it's definitely like at least 25% of Catherine spelled my way, at least that much. And then you get like the weird ones like Catherine or like my way with a C, but like, just let me spell it, babe. Like I, I'm, 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 I got you. The my last name you could guess. I got you, free reign, okay. <laughs> and I still get brown with an e sometimes, which is very weird because that's why I have you to say make brown stuff up. like the color. <laughs> I have to say that every time. Cause how mm. you misspelling brown, y'all? See, just jumping through hoops to make stuff harder than it needs to be. <laughs> Girl. Um. But yeah, um, I will add, um, I will link to the info page. And again, registration for this uh, conference is completely and totally free. So if you are free, um, okay, free, um, um, on Wednesday of this week, as this comes out, um, it's going to be taking place from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern um, online. So yeah, that's my news this week. Per. Okay, so I was listening to the friend zone. Oh, it's time for the intermission. If he's your first time listening. So I was listening to the friend zone this week. And Asante, who was one of the the hosts, did an episode on this show called Severance, which I'm not watching it because it sounds scary. But basically, the premise of the show Severance is that you people want to detach their brains uh-huh. from like it <laughs> <laughs> already sounded like some demonic something so the the premise is that you can you can we, if you want to enjoy life more or you want to you know whatever you can detach your brain while going to work so that when you so that when you you clock into work your next memory your next realization rather is that is you clocking out of work you see what i'm saying (laughs) so like you don't have to go through any of like the mundane task of like being in an office or whatever because people want to just enjoy their life i just want to you can like unplug basically your brain goes to work so you make all your money you do all that stuff and, and you don't remember any of it because um you go work for this company that does this for you like you clock in the only problem is that i re- that I, I found out while listening to asante the only problem is that your 
inside your, your your conscience that's doing the work that you're not aware of because like you know you're never there but your conscience that's doing the work they don't know what's going on so it's like every time I clock out I wake up and I'm right back here you know that's the only trade-off right so like your inner Delaney only knows work you see what I'm saying you, you have your consciousness that it decided to sign up for this job and you have your consciousness that's doing a job because you detach every time you go to work right so you imagine you walking in to your job you detach right so you are detaching and then when you leave your job you, re you reattach you don't remember any like you don't remember any of the work stuff but the thing that you detach that's also Delaney right all she knows is work because when you when you when that's not Delaney right now <laughs> when you clock in it's like all you know every every minute you clock out it's like you're right back at work you see what I'm saying I understand the concept of the whole detaching and like part of your brain like your your brain don't remember going to work or whatever I'm confused as to how if the part that is at work is like when you reattach your brain does that part not still exist like how so i don't understand like how there's no okay so i just realized that i wasn't being clear so when you sign up for this company right they you don't know what's going on at work all you know is that you went you have no recollection of that mm -hmm. so it's like you, it's almost like you're you're two delaney it's not like inner delaney that wasn't me misspeaking that there's like two of you mm -hmm. so your second one only knows the job Okay. Okay. So my first question is, would you sign up for something like that? All you know is enjoyment. But what about the other? See, I don't understand how when they come back together, like I don't understand what's the point of them coming together if they're not merging in any way. They don't come together ever. Right? So you go to work, you detach, you leave work. But the part when you detach that consciousness... Like you don't know what's going on in that consciousness. So that kind of, what does she just stay at work? Right. Because she thinks that she thinks that she's at work. She knows she's at work. Also like, so like, for example, like when I go to sleep, like when the part of my brain that's detached goes to sleep, I, I wake, I go to sleep, not being at work. I wake up, not being at work. The other part, she go to sleep at work and wake up at work. Right. And she's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> She's like, and obviously I would do a better job at explaining this if um, I watched the show. So I'm just going off of what like I surmise was listening to Asante talk about it. And also Fran and Dustin also watched it. But even Black Mirror, I'm such a weenie, even Black Mirror scares me. There's, no, there's nothing Black in here. Black Mirror is weird. Like, yeah, there's nothing inherently scary. It, yeah. There's nothing inherently scary about Black Mirror. And I thought I was good. It's one of those things that I thought I was good. And then, like, I got scared at nighttime because it's like weird. So, like, there was an episode of Black. Sorry, side note. There was an episode of Black Mirror where you I don't could know like. If I want to hear this. It's not bad, but it's like a, it was an episode of Black Mirror where, like, you can block people in real life. Oh. So like, if you didn't want, if you didn't want to talk to nobody no more, you could block them, and they'll just be, look like a white. They'll just look like mm. white. Um, like you know how snow on a TV. I know people don't know what that is these days, but you know how like you to be snow on a TV. Like that's what it looks like. So people and people know that you're blocked. That like stuff like that. It just creeped me out. Or like, yeah, there's even one I'm not gonna say because that that like this girl woke up and she was at an Alexa and she was in a white room. 
Mm-mm, yeah, it was a lot. So <laughs> I, I knew I wasn't. I had to. It took me weeks to overcome so that. Because imagine waking up in a white room and you're just Alexa no. now, and someone just telling. Yeah. So I, w- I knew I wasn't finna watch it. But yeah, that's basically what it is. She doesn't know why every time she clocks out, she's right back at work. But I ain't got nothing to do with you, right? Because you, your life, you are the you are the main Delaney. All you know is enjoyment. All you know is you can use that time to work on your projects. You can use that time to be lit, turn up. You can do anything because, like, you don't have any recollection of being at work. All you know is your bills are paid. You got money. Like, you have no, but what happens at work, you have no idea. There was some stuff later in the season they were talking about, like, one dude had, like, a black eye. He's like, why do I have a black eye? You don't, because you don't know what's going on, right? You sign up for this company. Fran and Asante said that they Fran and Dustin said like they were like hell no but they like yeah. Dustin is kind of like that Dustin's like he don't like nothing Asante was like you know I would give it a try if it was fleshed out and it was a vetted company da, 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 because I don't my bills are paid I don't I can use that time it's not even wasted time technically because it's like you have no recollection of it you clocked into work you blink you out of work What'd you it's do? not giving it's not giving for me especially like is is it the job that i have or is it has don't to be jump ahead just answer the question <laughs> would you do it don't jump well ahead. that we, is we important to me there. i knew you were gonna say that it's important to me like that affects my answer if it's the job that i have right now absolutely not my job is not like i don't I, i'm fine with the job i have like and i'm okay being conscious while doing it <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny because that's what Dustin said. He was like, "There ain't nothing in my life that I don't feel like I gotta be conscious for." Like, ain't yeah, nothing. Like, <laughs> like, like, I gotta detach my brain off the stem to get through <laughs> this. Like, nah, <laughs> God has blessed me so I do not have to do that. <laughs> my next question really was, no, I wouldn't do it because that because to be fair, because it's creepy. Then, besides the fact that it's creepy, I don't care how vetted it is, it's freaking creepy. The second reason is I feel like I don't believe classical music lends itself to doing something like that. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I feel like why I feel like why do I have to turn my brain off to go to orchestra rehearsal? Because I feel like I enjoy orchestra. So why would I have to detach from that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I have to detach from teaching? I should just quit teaching. You know, like, I feel like it's never that deep to to get there. And I I also feel like for it, because this this thing that in this show the severance it's like it's just a company like it's like a think about like a fortune 500 thing it's just like that but i feel like why would a creative have to do that why are you a creative i mean i mean i feel like we both heard stories of people who like some to, to some people orchestra is simply a job oh that that is true like they be in the like they they somewhere in the middle to the back stands and they just or even like as long as they're not principal or or assistant or, or an associate chair, like they they playing notes. Especially especially if you in an orchestra that you play the same rep and it's just whatever. Like some people, yeah, it's like oh Beethoven seven again, great. <laughs> I haven't been in orchestra long enough to have. I be lit every time like we playing it. I mean sometimes I let me not say that. Let me not. Let me, I almost forgot some there are things that are annoying about it but i one thing about me i'm gonna complain so it's like it don't matter what <laughs> like 
oh my god i want a fellowship so bad me from 2016 to 2019 2020 get a fellowship girl these people got me um, they i'm not like you know i'm gonna complain that's one thing about me i'm gonna complain it's human i'm gonna someone gonna someone gonna piss me off something something um i just feel like you should just you should just leave the profession <laughs> if you gotta if you're gonna sign up for sign up for a brain experiment so you ain't gotta go to so you ain't gotta do a double girl i also feel like the people in orchestras like that are people who was gonna be in orchestras regardless they're like they're not people who yeah. have like you know like i feel like you on a journey like you know oh i see you was gonna do dental then like it was it's like a whole thing like mm-hmm. to them it's like they was at summer festivals every summer since they was 10 like it's like people who like they was just gonna do this yeah i remember this one lady was like yeah i just knew i was gonna be in this orchestra like when i was a child there's yeah. no one who grinds my gears more like than people like that like i i remember i was on this should i say that i was doing this thing with someone and they were talking about how like burnt out they are with orchestra and i don't want to i don't want to like negate your feelings i don't like your feelings are your feelings but nothing grinds my gears more like there are so many people specifically black people and people of color who would love to be in your position who would love to play in an orchestra and you over here complaining about it like i said as captain of the complaining team i i understand that aspects about things are there's literally nothing that's perfect me at my dream school eastman was complaining about eastman i'm going to complain like there's nothing that's perfect (laughs) But because it's also there's plenty of things to complain about Eastman. Like, what is that freaking OSL one on one is enough? Okay, <laughs> there is something to complain about at everything. I don't care. Like, there's always a justification for for complaining. But you talking about the whole thing as a whole, like, wow, this sucks. Don't miss me. It is so, it's so tone deaf and dense to me that you would that you would. I don't I don't really care about your feelings of that aspect or like you're a professor, you hate your job okay you know like you like how many jobs are available right now viola professors how many viola professor jobs are open right now answer quickly why are you complaining about that i don't like there are people who would do who would do a better job than you there are people who would like to be there girl dang i forgot what i was gonna say about that um dang it was it had something to do with also like yeah just like i feel like those are the type of people that was um dang yeah i forgot oh well well that's that that's all i have all right dang now why do i forget stuff so quickly i said something about osl 101 it was before it was right after i was i was talking about how like i feel like it's like the people who they was finna be in orchestra anyway like i oh i I think what i was gonna say was that like there's really no like and trust me you know i'm not one to talk about the journey you know i freaking hate the journey but (laughs) however like i feel like there's people with no like suspense is not the right word but like no anticipation Mm -hmm. in their career like it's just very straightforward in terms of like what they like they was always finna do this Mm -hmm. and like with you it's just like oh i'm getting a fellowship and then you get the fellowship and then like oh when did you get this and it's like it's a whole situation like it's not like you you didn't 
pop out at ISU like yeah uh-huh, and I'm finna be in this and I'm yeah. finna, like <laughs> you know like I just feel like so I feel like it was just like they they quick to get bored about stuff like that um, because it's like if you've been playing in the top you was going to interlocking every summer you was in interlocking Philharmonic or whatever which is like oh no is it why so why so is the top one not not um world youth symphony orchestra i think it is you you doing that every summer and then you ask many y'all like you you know like mm-hmm. that's just life like yeah so it's like you're a guarantee that's why um this one person i was working with you know exactly what i'm talking about i was like can you relax like i don't know i want you to and i understand like I can't say what I really want to say because one would give it away, it's, but it's so funny. Like, I like we are sure, not. I mean, we okay. Are we American? Yes, but like, figuratively, we're not dodging gunshots. Literally, we are, but like, figuratively, we're not. We're not dodging gunshots. Like, I want you to relax. I want you to breathe. You are going to win an audition. There's some of us are like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say I can't say what I really wanted to say, but you got the idea. <laughs> Um, it's just like I want you to calm down you are going to an audition eventually like you can be certain of that and it's like can I be certain of that too I mean with Jen yeah you know Jen got me you know playing um but like it's gonna be a little bit of time I'm not there yet uh words from her I'm not I'm I'm almost um but like this girl I'm like can you I want you to breathe in and out I want you to stop foaming at the mouth like you are going to win because it's just like that's your life it's like it's, it's like step 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 um sometimes we out here fighting okay all right the topic this week we are going to be talking about a report that recently came out um from the michigan the michigan daily so um they have released a story um about a report that was um that was uh, filed in January 2020 um, at the University of Michigan's Rackham uh, Graduate School. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, which provided the musicology musicology administrators at the school um, with a department review that was in part based on a survey of doctoral students. In the report, it revealed multiple concerns of musicology faculty engaging in verbal abuse um, that were contributing to, quote, a troublesome climate and culture and a significantly below average graduation rates for over two decades. I'm like, first of all, how does it get to two decades? Classical music, classical music game. Like, what? Um... So in the report, it said that students indicated a sense of uh, belonging that was that is the lowest of all programs in the humanities and the arts. Um, And the students painted an alarming image of the program climate. Um, It also noted that these scores had dropped in the four years since the previous review in 2015. Um, So it's like. Y'all had the other review. Like, it's just not giving. Yeah. Like, it's it's not making any sense. Um, they also included anonymous comments from individual graduate students um, in the in the report. Um, a dozen comments um, 
in the open-ended comments section describe instances of faculty publicly calling into question the intellectual and scholarly ability of students especially female students uh, faculty openly discussing issues of disability health and other protected personal information of students and also faculty openly insulting and demeaning students um in the report, there were uh, two specific professors that were named uh, numerous times each, um, and that includes musicology professor Louise Stein and the department's current chair, uh, James Borders. Um, the allegations start in the 1980s, um, and they range uh, from then to present. Um, and they also include grade manipulation um, and insensitive comments targeting students, socioeconomic backgrounds. So in um, uh, in a comment to the Michigan Daily, both uh, professors responded talking about they would um, cooperate fully if the University of Michigan chose to open an investigation um, on them. But in the meantime, uh, the Michigan Daily uh, decided to talk to some folks um, about this report um, and get some specific instances that uh, have not been that that weren't necessarily um, uh, reported in the in the official report that the that the school did. Um, so they interviewed seven current and former musicology students um, that uh, spoke of. Uh, unprofessional conduct against borders um there were 16 overall of course some of them did not speak on the record for fear, uh, for fear of um professional repercussions some people are current students there was one girl in here who is a current student and she spoke on the record i was like period sis i'm like oh that's right she must she must be abd but <laughs> <laughs> well, even then she come with care because yeah. like it's so well connected you ain't get no job yeah um so yeah i'm like first of all y'all had this report that came out it is and, and and the thing that i will link i'll link the whole story and it actually has like you can see um pages from the report and you can also see the the scores that they that students uh, gave for the department for like the faculty for the community all that sort of thing you can see the scores next to scores of other um other disciplines within the graduate school um, mm -hmm. within the humanities and within the arts and you can see how drastically um uh how much drastically lower they are in the musicology department than um anywhere else uh so borders the current chair was accused of a lot of misconduct racially insensitive comments um things of that sort um louise stein the other um professor I feel like they they had a lot of stuff on her. She been wilding. No, nah, she was definitely. I mean, I can't. Well, they were both. I can't tell which one is worse, but she was showing her mind like, real, like girl. She was humiliating people in class. Um, she was writing insensitive comments on people's papers and stuff. Um, you can see some of the screenshots. Um, uh, you can see screenshots of emails that she sent to students, um, intimidating them, calling their intelligence into question. You can also see the link. There's a link to um, um, a Facebook thread in which someone posted this crazy email that she sent to IT um, about 
uh, some issue that she was having with her uh, with her computer um and it was like a threatening email that she sent to them and everybody in the comments was like yeah we know exactly who that is and like i was just like how they post something with her name scribbled on everybody like oh here we go like and they know exactly who it is like it's just not giving um but yeah like i said she also gave um a lot of threatening or demeaning uh comments on people's papers um which you can also see in the report ultimately what came of this was not much to be honest um the report the report that they got um suggested that the musicology department take steps um take certain steps such as uh, documenting or, or creating a document um that outlines uh normative expectations for their faculty um and working with graduate students i'm like that sounds like a faculty handbook y'all don't have that already yeah. like <laughs> um but also among these i mean all of these things are recommendations and they're not requirements there's which means that there are also no specific benchmarks um and there's no specific repercussions put in place um if they do not follow these recommendations and this is exactly how y'all probably got first of all it's already been two decades so start there mm-hmm. but uh, actually it's been more than two decades because it's been two decades since they um since their scores have been lower in terms of like graduation rate um it's been two decades since it's been lower um than other departments but it's been more than that because these ac- some of these accusations are spanning back to the 1980s mm-hmm. so it's like um and also it's like y'all talking about recommendations when it's like obviously recommendations are not helping you because what recommendations did you have in 2015 when you did the last report right like it's seven years ago at this point like what are we doing seven oh my gosh no it's not girl yes it is it is y'all about to say you know my chest got tight because you know i can't do math so i was like okay maybe (laughs) maybe it's not but um but yeah anyway there's a lot it's a long thing i will link it in the description um if y'all want to read through it and see some of the things um that happened um and this is a lot of I feel, I feel like I saw some some parallels between this like we're, we're talking about music academia but like also just some some parallels between that and just like classical music in general mm-hmm. um so we're gonna talk about uh some of those today so first um I mean, one of the first things that we have to address is the fact that they even had the gall. Um, and there's a reason why I feel like they had the gall because of this whole notion in which we've talked about this at least once before when we were talking about some sexual assault things that happened in classical music mm-hmm. long, 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 long time ago. But there are these people who have basically reached this status, um, in this case, tenured professors um, of being, like you said, untouchable um in classical music and um that's sort of what enables them to treat people like this yeah i'm not even gonna hold you as this is gonna sound ridiculous and if you know me from listening to the show charge it to my head not my heart it's what pastors always say but i was actually surprised when i when i was reading through this article and it kept saying she 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 i had to scroll all the way back up and be like it's this said louise not louis 
because I've never seen it's normally like old white men that act like this like I'm I'm talking about my experience I'm talking about mm. my experience but also I feel like a lot of people can resonate with that because also it's classical music so who else is gonna be old black men um I've seen this I've seen this behavior before it's like not even not even like it doesn't even have to be this egregious but it's like and it's not just white men but like how they start acting when you reach a certain status in in, in classical music whether like you got your phd and you've been teaching at a school for 10 plus years it's like a arrogance that they walk around with it's like you just that type i was talking to mar the other day and i was telling her like i was surprised about something that she's doing because she just has the look of something and it's like you they just, they just have that you know exactly what i'm talking about she, they just have that look that like that arrogance about them and then it, it just manifests in a bunch of different ways how they speak to you and like <clears throat> how they like are always talking down to you some of them are very subtle about it like um I took this one class and I was like first of all Mr. Man we not even they didn't even have notes when this class started like we started with the beginning of sound I want us ah! to calm down. The beginning of sound, some stuff we could just leave alone. That's and that's what that you know what that day I learned. Listen, if, if you if Baroque, if if what's called early music is your bag, that's your bag. But you know what I learned from that class? Most importantly, that I need to be a serious person, and when the registration deadline comes up, I need to be on it. Do not wait until the week after. I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. Like I'm just gonna register when I register, and that's when I learned. Oh, I'm the exact opposite. When the sh- I am literally up at when it strikes, but also I'm an undergraduate. It's a That's lot a harder thing. to get. I took advantage. Like, I took advantage, and also like half of my classes were ed as well. So it's like this is a graduate level ed class. I'm I'm not knocking down doors and sending emails to get in this class. Learn my lesson because when I could have been, when I could have been in in um the chite class, the divorce class, or everybody else, I was learning about um the beginning of sound caveman <laughs> you know what i'm saying <clears throat> so but either way like i've just seen people like people just are untouchable they get this idea that they are untouchable they can say anything they can do anything i'm sure other fields uh, deal with this as well but there's a certain like annoying thing like in classical music when they get to this spot where it's like you can you can just say whatever you want do whatever you want i don't know what it's i don't know what it is i mean I, well i do know what it is classical music is so based on merit and prestige that once you get there it's like you just expect yeah, sometimes it. not merit though a lot of times not merit actually <laughs> that's gonna be the tell-all listen <laughs> i'm gonna when i get to a point in my career quote-unquote career when i can do that that's gonna be it's not gonna be hot tea because it's classical music but because there's so much riffraff and and like shenanigans going on that it just must it, it has to be y'all can't teach y'all can't play like it's so much going on it's so much going on and i feel like the more the minute we talk about it we can have a better community of music making that's all i'm saying and we yeah we need to get some yeah we should get like a musicologist or something to come on the show because the stuff that they be going through like the whole academia thing as a whole like i feel like it's it's two things it's like it's classical music and then it's also academia as a whole because yeah. i'll be seeing people mm-hmm. like so I, I just feel like that is really just like a molotov cocktail like <laughs> it's just not giving like um because i remember 
like it's it, first of all just the hierarchy and like the power structure of academia like the fact that you know grad student um like teachers or lecturers or adjuncts like don't have hardly any power any like mm-hmm. any respect or money or like all of this stuff and then don't even get me started on like the seniority within that because then you have a lot of senior scholars that feel like they could say whatever mm-hmm. to, to junior scholars even people who literally have the comma phd on their name so it's like some students not even sending a chance that's why they they're in here like demeaning and, and and trying to make it seem like oh you're not smart enough to get this degree like um mm-hmm. because i remember back when that whole music theory situation happened that music theory drama which sounds like oxymoron but <laughs> because what's going on <laughs> when that whole music theory drama came out um about you know music theory being racist and all that there was a guy i think he worked where did he work oh, i wish i could remember some old crusty man um who was a senior scholar in music theory who was writing to this junior scholar who was a woman and emailing her all caps threatening emails and saying and just like de- like demeaning her and stuff and so she posted that on twitter which period and um i might have put that in the description when we did that episode to be honest because you know i'm messy so that's what Richard- <laughs> it's not like something i would have did mm-hmm um so i feel like stuff like that is is like like the fact that he would have even the gall to be like yeah i'm about to email her with my full government name she's literally on faculty at another school but i've been in the game longer so i'm just yell at her over email like because i can like i just feel like yeah and that's the type of stuff they be on and where did you find the audacity to do that and it's like what it really comes from someone mentioned this on twitter like what with the the link you sent me that the person that posted it it's just like so much in classical music is learned behavior it's like you um like they they saw their professors acting like that so once they got to that space now they gonna start acting like that Mm-mm. like like side note so there's this they ain't gonna hear this but somebody i work with <clears throat> they wanted to they wanted to and like look i'll be talking to s because you know that's fine that's my dog but I, I never i didn't bring this up because i didn't want to be too messy but <laughs> they were like oh can we all listen to the same recording when we are learning this piece and i was like in my head i was like why i'm like i have my own ideas and then if i have a recording i like i now have my ideas and their ideas and then you have your ideas and the recording that you like and now we bring all of these ideas and then we all we make this quartet a unique thing mm-hmm. they were like we should all be listening to the same recording i'm like why so we can make a copy of what they're doing that doesn't make to me that doesn't yeah. make sense and i was talking to a professor and they were like i don't get it why would you do that because in my mind i was like am i slow like why would we all listen to the same recording and it, to me i immediately was like you know what that sounds like that sounds like a professor told you that because they professor told them that and they professor told them that uh-huh. and because that's the only that's the only thing that may was able to make the synapses cross for me because I was, I was just like this to me is i'm sorry it's a dumb idea why are we all listen to the same like oh which quartet are we listening to girl i'm gonna listen to i'm gonna listen to the jerusalem quartet 
and the only reason why I'm listening to them is because I have a clear view of the violas and I need to see what fingering he doing and then I'm gonna do something else after that like it doesn't I don't see like because when we are in the moment it's always just like stuff like that like so much of classical music is like what did my teacher do what did my um teacher do I remember I was, talk- I was talking to an old professor a couple of days ago and I was like one of the biggest mistakes I made my first year of teaching is I got to the first concert I'm teaching rural title one school I get to my first concert and I'm like, yeah, so no sneakers. Why would I say that? Why would I say that? That doesn't make any sense. These kids are doing the best they can. Just come to come with the orchestra polo, right? Because mm-hmm. someone told me to say that. And I'm I'm fresh. I literally graduated in December, was in the classroom in January. So much I was in the classroom so fast, I didn't even have my teaching teaching license yet. They had to have I had to have a sub my first week of school to my teaching license cleared. So I, so much of it is like you just repeating and you have to do the work to unlearn it so I, that's why they be acting like that I, f- I really feel like it plus like entitlement you know it, there's a bunch of stuff that's one of the things it's like you just seen people acting like that around you okay I'm gonna act like that too and not to get you started because I know this is one of your things <laughs> but um when you said I'm glad that you kept talking because I forgot it then I remembered it um <laughs> when you said like oh you had to scroll back up and you were seeing she 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 and you realized it was a woman like i feel like i've seen on twitter you know i followed like some people who some some comma phds on twitter and some of them have said unfortunately some women and also some black women unfortunately have said the the meanest the most cruel and the most um vindictive professors that they ever had in school were ones that had the same identity as them and it was because of that mentality of oh I had to go through this and so now you do too and that and also the whole oh it's not gonna be easy on you so I'm not gonna like be easy on you either like that whole thing because it's like of course of course being a black woman getting a PhD like 20 30 years ago oh my god i'm sure it was brutal like i'm sure it was but why are you as somebody who in this in this position like keep in mind this is this whole separate conversation yeah. now i'm this is a side note because this lady's not black um but i'm saying like because katie and i are both black just imagining this mm-hmm. and that's because that's what i've seen um some black scholars talk about some women scholars talk about so in this case mm-hmm. um a woman a woman a scholar who probably i'm sure did not have a great time getting her musicology phd yeah, I mean, but you have you now turned around ladies. girl you was like, in school when <laughs> um but now you have now turned around literally having people dropping out people not graduating your graduation rate is dismal um on this uh, in this program because you felt the need to try to be the person to toughen people up mm-hmm. it's girl it's a musicology degree and also what like you, what do you, what do you need right? why do you need to be tough for right. <laughs> that's what i'm saying a lot of y'all need to zoom out i'm sorry <laughs> you have to zoom out like when the girls that's what, I, that's what I said like listen I love Viola that's my girl she out there all I'm saying is like come on. y'all were tussling the music when the music theory girls were tussling I'm like y'all are arguing about 24 notes <laughs> come on dog like the 24 notes that point zero zero seven five percent of the population even know what you're talking about no you have to zoom out this is musicology like girl you know not need to be like oh this musicology game is brutal out here right. it's hard out here it's like girl you know, we so here branding people, people and initiating people desk and 
and write all day like it's not that deep girl like people <laughs> pledge mla what they use chicago right. <laughs> chicago you making a right. pledge chicago like calm zoom out you branding people with a footnote like what are you talking about like <laughs> got line names you got line <laughs> names in your in your intro that's musicology course. Say no game right Say no game right you get to the first class they turn all the lights out <laughs> you you wake up in the basement <laughs> right what's the they got you they got y'all uh uh go get they they posted notes and they school supplies from staples and stuff right they text you at 12 at 12 p.m we want to we want to fully annotate the paper in the morning when you need do it 301 a.m yeah y'all 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 not pledging y'all not pledging like zoom out i am begging and to your point like i didn't knock on wood because luckily for me the black women in in my life um i think particularly of one at eastman i've been pulled aside like she was like now girl (laughs) this one little assignment what is this (laughs) I need you to do it again. And I've always and am zooming out to black people in classical music. I've always been pulled aside and yep. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to see if I can remember a pump. A mo- I, I can, but that wasn't in, you know what I'm talking about? That wasn't in classical music. That was like about classical music, but I'm going to let that go. Cause I'm an adult. But, um, wait, what was she talking about? What? There was a moment. I, I missed the first part. I, there's no way I can explain it to you without it being exact. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Remember that, like, that little tussle thing I had? Yeah, there's no way. Anyway, um, I've always been pulled aside and un- brought under a wing. And I pray mm-hmm. that it stays that way. Yeah, I can't think of a moment where anything. But one one person in particular, I will just never forget that moment where in, in academia, in music ed, she pulled me aside. She was like, yeah, so... I don't know what this is about. Um, yeah, I feel like that's also been my experience that got in. And I want to clarify: none of the people that I've seen say this have been in music, but like just general, just general people. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, because you know, I'm not about to. We're not about to. I said black because that's like who I've seen. And that's who we are and stuff. But also, it it's just like people, like women in general, just like anybody who has a marginalized identity mm-hmm. has. I've, I feel like I've seen people say like, yeah, man, it's been brutal. So, some of the most brutal um, experiences that I experiences that I've had have come from people with that same identity, and of course, that comes from a a, a place of hurt, but it also comes from a place of vindictiveness. Yeah. Um, but. Um, what was I about to say? Yeah, I mean, thank God I haven't had these experiences, and even with any, really, with any of the professors that I've ever had. Um, yeah, I can't really which, think of a professor that that. Because first of all, what you first of all, yeah, ain't no way. All but, my professors has given me a lot of grace, and I needed it. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like also I have a skewed. First of all, Michigan always got something going on, but also even talking to to colleagues, I don't have. I don't have a great I don't have a great perception of this just simply because um one even in undergrad I didn't I, I, my VO teacher Kate she she just knew I that, that wasn't her that style what didn't work for me so she kind of just let me figure it out and she gave me the tools that I needed and she was a fantastic teacher 
Eastman is skewed. I don't know. The environment is lit. We we lovey dovey over there. I mean, I know there are some studios that are you know a little unhinged, but like, yeah. yo, we chilling over there. It's it's rigorous, of course, but like it's incredibly supportive. And I feel like that's why a lot of the Eastman people will say like, oh, Eastman is different. Eastman is different. I had a fantastic time at Eastman. I felt incredibly supportive the whole time, even with um, I had a little debacle with a friend, um, <laughs> which I cannot believe. I, every time I think about, it, I'm like, wow. I am not a serious person. I'm just <laughs> not a serious person. Um, but even that debacle I had in that class with that friend, um, <laughs> I, I, we were still incredibly supportive. The teacher was almost like, I don't know why you thought you could do this, but let's just, yeah, I don't know what you thought. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't had, and I, you know, I'm getting an AD right now. Like I barely be at that place. So <laughs> I can't even speak to that. But a lot of people on um, on my Twitter who are in music academia were like, yeah, girl, it's brutal here. And I'm like, see, I feel like I follow all the right people because I follow a lot of people who are music professors. Um, and also, the just the, like I said, the music professors that I have had have been fine. I'm just like, I just I thank God every day that I have not come in contact with somebody like that because I can't even freaking imagine so like who first of all who are you talking to? That's the, like, thing, like, <laughs> that's the number one no. question that I have for you. <laughs> no, because honestly, like, you have to lower your voice. Honestly, like, I don't know. You have to change your tone with me. And it, they was describing the, the whole thing where, like, one of, so one of the students in this article asked a question, and she and then the professor came back with some rude response about how I can't do the work for you, X, Y, Z. And and the and the girl, I felt, and I felt really, really bad because people deal with confrontation all all different types of ways. I'm not trying to say, oh, if that had been me, like, I'm not trying to be yeah. on no that sort of thing or oh, you better than me because that's very rude. And like people, they deal with stuff in their own way. And obviously, there's a huge power imbalance to somebody who was doing her grades, mm-hmm. like. Of course, she didn't feel like she could pipe up. However, I could do an argument. Like, we, we could pull over. And, and class will let out late. Like, I don't know how I would do that. Because I just can't even imagine. Like, I can't even imagine a professor. Like, even, I'm thinking about all my music ed professors. Okay, there was that one meeting. I did get a little attitude in there. Because that was ridiculous. That, that little, um, my, my little committee for my, um, whatever that, final paper is i did have an attitude in there your thesis because why did y'all set me up like this no ma'am i was like yeah i had an attitude that day so yeah i would be like because you're not gonna make me look like i'm an idiot no i forgot about that Mm -mm. you're not gonna make me be like oh this doesn't make paper that makes it i'm like where y'all have y'all been the whole semester when i've been trying to it's due next week first of all my paper don't make don't make no sense who taught me Let's go back to the common denominator. The call then. is coming from inside the house. It's, like, it's inside the house. <laughs> like, come yeah, on. Yeah, actually, you're right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but I would have something to say because I had something to say that day. I was like, so, and I stomped out like a child because I was irritated. Snatched my paper off that desk and live. No. Yeah, y'all be doing too much. Y'all be doing too much because at the end of the day, I'm an adult. Like, at the very end of the day, I'm an adult. Like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, I don't know within the the academy are we on the same thing like no you're you're a senior scholar and I'm a whatever but at the end of the day when we hop outside would I meet you in the parking lot after class (laughs) (laughs) we both adults (laughs) like it's level playing field baby what's going on you're supposed to you're my professor you're supposed to want the best for me which is why I I remember that that. PhD ain't got no hands (laughs) remember that listen (laughs) 
Could you imagine? You know that parking lot <laughs> diagonal from Eastman? You imagine scrapping with it? <laughs> I feel like that's also why, like, compared to like one of my favorite people, like honestly, this this teacher is like one of my favorite people at Eastman. Compared to that, always feeling supported by her. And then my committee for that paper, one of those professors is not there anymore, and this other lady I Uh-oh. didn't really work with. It's just like I wasn't used to not being supported in that way because you are supposed to be supporting me. Like you let me into the school, you taught me. Mm-hmm. That that's very weird behavior to me. That's that's very weird to me. Like you were supposed to be supporting me, and then there was like comments in the article like, "Oh, questioning my intelligence." I'm like, "You should question your intelligence then because I'm the you're the reason why I'm here, babe. Like you was there reading the, reading the personal statement. <laughs> you can't read now. Like what's what's going on?" <laughs> You read it with your finger, like what's going on? I don't understand. Like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what it's giving because, like I said, I just pray. You may got that PhD, but I got these hands, so I just pray I'm never in a situation like. I mean, I've come close because you know the performance girls are unhinged. I'm sorry, it is what it is. So I've come close, especially like dealing with colleagues. Like, like that fellow was a mess. I don't even care, honestly. Like that was like. <laughs> One of the worst experiences of my of my classical music career. If you <laughs> dig, if you dig, you know what I'm talking about. I actually don't care. It was actually terrible. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. One of the worst collegial experiences of my entire career. However, um, however, I've come outside of that last year. I've come close. <laughs> Because I did this master class with this dude in Poland, and I was like, you have to be nice to me. Like, we don't do that over here. It's a lot of coddling in America. So what you're not going to do is be blunt, okay, Mr. Man? So I play, I actually really like marching, not marching in, at Memphis. Marching is Polish, though, so I, I guess that's a, that's a a name over there. I play for Marcin Murawski. He's a great guy, great violist. He was like, I played Walton for him. Was it rough yet? Because was it a key of A minor? I don't know. And he was like, so who told you you could play this piece? And I was like, be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Not too much now. Not too much. But he brought it back around. I actually had a really great time. And um, I saw him at Poland. And we we were laughing because that IVC was a mess at the Poland one. Um, So we had a good time. Martin is a great guy. Um, But that's the closest I've come. And I was like, not too much now. Not too much. Bring it back in. We don't do that. We don't do that. No. I don't like that. Bring it back in. Um, that's the closest I've come. I that think. reminds. I mean, that reminds Taylor's little, you know, little rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like when he called me a roach. But anyway, <laughs> you're uh, so annoying. <laughs> you're you're so annoying. You're so annoying. Anyway, um, no, but that. That brings me to my other point about how I feel like it's not it's not it's definitely not just classical music because we talked about it, it. It happens a lot in sports. But this idea of like negative reinforcement being effective, I feel like mm-hmm. um, in a lot of in a lot of like training based like things like I don't know, like what you're sort of like 
not really like apprentice like but like just something where you're getting like direct like feedback someone is is kind of taking you through your journey like a coach like a private teacher like stuff like that a lot of them feel like they need to whatever for whatever reason degrade you into wanting to be better mm-hmm. when a lot of times that just makes people turn in on themselves actually just the other day I was watching um Emma Jett who was a who is a music critic who used to work for the Washington Post talk about how like everybody had always told her she was a really great writer and she had wrote, written something for some dude and he was like this is this writing is shit and yeah we have to write it down because <laughs> who are you talking to and she was like well you know actually it actually and then he then he took me through it and did it i'm like well he could have started there yeah. it was unnecessary that's the thing it's like even in situations where it turns out that oh they, they bring it back around why didn't you just bring it back around in the first place it wouldn't be no no round to bring it back to if you had to just came from a place of not being an asshole to yeah. begin with it was totally unnecessary to tell to say oh this is this is shit it's like and also is it like shit literally what comes out of your booty crack really my the right the ink on this page is that you are so dramatic like it's never this, that <laughs> it's, it's never a concert that. review like bro like it's really not that deep and also whose concert review i love classical music it's very important i love it it's very close to me but it Come on, is it Beyonce? It's very convincing. <laughs> I love it. It's very close to me. I love it so much. <laughs> is it Beyonce's concert review? You know what I'm saying? Like zoom out. That's what I'm saying. The I, the Rolling Stones. But who do y'all? The Rolling Stones. Is it that, or is it somebody recital? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come As on. As a side note, Rolling Stone be cracking me up because they be having these disrespectful headlines. So you know, there's a clip going around because apparently Pierce Morgan. Uh, interview Donald Trump, <laughs> and they um, okay, their headline was "Hack Interviews Liar." <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I was like, period. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, I feel like we've already clued people into this, and we've also already talked about. It, I feel like, but does negative reinforcement work on you? I'm way too sensitive for that. I would start crying, and I would literally never talk to you again. But I ain't gonna cry in front of you, cause I'm a, I'm a thug. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna catch, ever catch this slip. <laughs> One time I choked up in a lesson, and I was like, "Tighten up, tighten up." I have literally waited until my back was turned, walking down the hallway before I let that tear fall. I'm not, but I'm not crying in the lesson. Ooh, Sorry about it. Cause he had me, and he had me learn. That's why I said I tweeted like a couple months ago. I'm like, Mrs. Taylor really had me learn and entire memorize the entire box suite, and I I just went along with it. I was stressed out, and then my sonata was sounding bad, and I, my voice cracked, and I was like, "Tighten up," and I did. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people like hide behind it as an excuse to just treat people poorly. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you're just like you're just treating your your students poorly, and now look at you. Like mm-hmm. now everybody sees all these screenshots that are undeniably you, and they're in the newspaper, and. <laughs> Now you look like a fool. And it's it's honestly unhinged behavior because it doesn't even feel good speaking to someone like that. Like, I've had to have some, like, talks with students. Like, so this is not where it needs to be. I don't know what's going on, but you got I've had to talk to ensembles like that. I'm like, y'all got, we got a week. So what y'all finna do? Because I don't know what else y'all want me to do. Y'all not practicing the parts. We not in the key. I hear F, I hear F sharps, we're supposed to be F natural. So what we finna do? What, what you want me to do? And they sit there with their little sad little faces. And I'm like, nah, answer me. Like, what do we want me to do? 
because I don't know what you want me to do. I've had talks like that. That doesn't ever feel good. But every once in a while, you have to be like, you know, you gotta you gotta say a little something. But I've only had talks with like that with like literal children. You got people who are investing thousands and thousands of dollars into their education, and you're just gonna belittle them. And I also have never belittled a student. I'm just, I'm just like, I don't know what y'all want me to do. Um. Also, and I feel like for a lot of people, it do make them feel good. They 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 be very miserable. They're miserable in their own lives, and the only thrill that they get is belittling people. Um, when they come to work, and people who are bad. aspiring, like, come on, bro, they little faces. I be feeling so bad, but it has to be said. But I be feeling bad. I be, I be coming the next day like, hey y'all, <laughs> nah, hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh. they get a thrill out of it. It's very weird. It's very unhinged. You just talk to a, a licensed professional, like girl, because and 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 one of the story, one of the um people that came forward, um, was saying how like some of them are just like not even they're so oblivious, like they they really think acting like that is just normal because mm-hmm. she said that when um. When Professor Stein was up for tenure, I didn't know that they needed to get letters of recommendation from students. Yeah, for I didn't that. know that either. And the gall of you to ask your student. Right. And so um so Professor Stein had asked her for a letter of recommendation and the girl was like, Bitch. <laughs> 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 That's not what she said. <laughs> That's not what she said. <laughs> but That probably is but what she, she said. Yeah, right. But she was like, I don't think you like she was like, I don't think you realize the effect that you your class had on me like how yeah. terrible of a time I had it was really bad like she was like no <laughs> and I'm like see the way she was acting though because we talked about this I don't know if we talked about it on the mics but we talked about letters of recommendation and how like oh, this is gonna be a long it's not long but it's gonna be bear with me um I was saying how I didn't rave, I didn't waive my FERPA rights, which are the right, the rights to view your academic record, including your letters of recommendation. Um, and a lot of people, um, a lot, of, most people, vast majority, um, waive them, and they, and you are advised to ra- to waive them, which I didn't know until after I didn't waive them, but whatever, I didn't waive them, and um, I I read that in some cases some people might think, although a, a professor told me he was like yeah I don't think it's that deep but um some people have said that there might be the feeling that people are not as forthcoming in your letter of recommendation if they know that you didn't waive your FERPA rights because they will know before they like it will tell them that they did Mm -hmm. that you did not waive your right to read this letter um but you only get to read it if you in if you get into the program they wrote it for and you enroll and you start going there but um um there's like a apparently some people feel like oh they might they might not be as forthcoming in your letter of recommendation if they know that you can read it which I'm like but why would you agree to like I feel like if you were gonna write something disparaging about me in my letter of recommendation why don't you just say no like I don't feel like why anybody would even feel some type of way about me reading it and so I'm like I'm like I don't think anybody would or or should agree to write a letter of recommendation for someone if they're not gonna say something positive However, that was before I read this. Because yeah, you should have up on the offer. I, I might have been, been like, you know what? I would love yeah, to. Girl. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you need to buy? Exactly. You know what? Y'all about to get your very first letter of D recommendation. <laughs> girl. 
That's a good point. She should have said, yeah. She like, my yeah, recommendation yeah. is that y'all cut her loose. <laughs> my recommendation is that you halt this process immediately. <laughs> Termination effective immediately. Like, that is my recommendation. <laughs> like, listen, girl, you because, listen. You now look. See, now I think about it. You fumbled it. What did Dr. Umar say? Harriet Tubman got one freedom, so she took it. You got to take it. <laughs> what? If you want freedom, you got to take it. Harriet Tubman took it. I'm trying to make those oh ISBM shirts. Uh, no one agrees. I don't understand why. It's a solid quote. Solid quote. One, because it's ridiculous. And two, it's it's. It's, it's very um, encouraging. Very. I'm on board. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, you lucky. You you might could have you might could have submitted a little a little letter something something because I'm one. I'm not gonna give up a, a chance. I'm sorry. Like I used to. I think my last semester in school was the only one. Oh, that one in the semester before I did my um my semester off because I was literally hanging on by a thread my sanity was not there um I always did my my reviews my what do you call them you, you like the surveys after the semester mm-hmm. where you surveyed a class and you surveyed a, the professor mm-hmm. um and I take my opportunity to write a scathing review <laughs> when I feel like I, <laughs> I need to uh, I do and I only I only ever wrote two I only ever wrote two I wrote one for a professor who don't work there no more <laughs> but she left deliberate she left on her own um <laughs> she left on her own um and also i was not the only one she was she was tripping uh she wasn't that bad it was she was just doing too much she mm. was doing too much she was giving like and i made sure like i didn't just say like oh she sucks like i was very detailed why i felt the way i did and then i did another one that was for the class but i made sure to say my instructor was fine was great it mm-hmm. was it was a pandemic semester there was some issues that i felt like were not um addressed in that particular class literally people are dying by the thousands every day like, <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about some do me five like come on bro <laughs> um but anyway yeah um lastly i just want to talk about quickly about um this whole where we ended up with the situation which is recommendations and not requirements like i thought that was very weird and i noticed it when i read because i read that because you know how the letters embedded in it i read mm-hmm. that letter too and i never i didn't realize that they were recommendations like i didn't or rather i didn't remember they were recommendations until i got to the end of the article and i was like oh shoot so y'all not gonna do none of this because classical music on classical music y'all not gonna do none of this if it's a recommendation y'all not even doing what y'all supposed to be doing not you know what i'm saying so it's like y'all not gonna do this especially after all this time passed like that's really nothing (laughs) like y'all might as well have just not said nothing yeah and it's like so this is coming from like the actual graduate school right like the rainick right whatever mm-hmm. y'all don't know how like, see i thought i was like y'all this is very cute y'all don't know how y'all don't know what they be doing over here in classical music they're gonna read your little letter and then they're gonna have some meetings and then they're gonna act like the meetings was the work and then y'all gonna forget about this and then y'all gonna be right back here in 2024 wondering what happened 
and then wash, rinse, repeat. It's going to literally in 2058, y'all going to be like, dang, how come 50% of your students aren't graduating? And but I don't know, girls. And then they're going to pull up that Kim, them Kim, that, that Kim K tweet uh, quote. Oh, my God. Like, nobody wants to freaking work no more. And then right then in, in 2083, nobody wants to work no more. Why is 25% of your, your why is only 25% of your students graduating? Why is only 5% graduating? Don't nobody want to work no more. It's like, I mean, hopefully by then people just stop going there if that's, if that's still what they are. Because Father God. I mean, but no one's, I mean, I guess like this is a, a stab at holding them accountable, but it's just like. I don't true accountability doesn't really exist in classical music in my opinion like who like at, at a, on a larger scale I mean obviously like you're accountable for learning your notes you're accountable for doing your job you're accountable da, 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 da. but like when it comes to like moral accountability I don't that doesn't really exist because the way it's structured in my opinion who's holding orchestras accountable for diversifying their rep who's holding who's holding um professors accountable for treating their students like people no one like literally moral accountability okay it does exist i mean but not like not in a consistent way and not in usually not in an effective way um i mean i feel like orchestras is a is a is a good example of where i feel like that's really like they're literally not super accountable yeah like they're accountable to their donors i feel like yeah (laughs) absolutely um universities it's like i mean there's a little bit more layers because it's like it's not just the classical music industry there the there's like the graduate school and there's like there's more layers but also universities are known for inaction i feel like too mm-hmm. so i feel like it all ends up being at the going to the same place yeah you know because it's like you can you can say like if, if there was a place for it to happen i guess it would be a university because there's a lot of other constituencies like you don't have to be in the music school to be like oh they signing a petition or oh they doing a protest for the music they treating the music students bad okay like let me go see what this this is about but at the same time universities are not guaranteed to listen to their students (laughs) like so wasn't it didn't that eastman they had a town hall after they made the decision after they made the decision oh my gosh i'm like that was a slap in the face that was a slap in the face and about something like what if they had said yes it was about um giving the public safety officers guns what happened with that no right they know on eastman's campus there was some like they kind of ended up in a middle groundish place because they already had guns at the health center or whatever and then there was like some i forget the stipulations but they it was no to river campus and no to eastman's campus but there was like some some whatever i think they had the ability to call somebody i don't know i don't remember this was like two or three years ago at this point um and i saw i was freaking pissed because like what are y'all talking about Mm -hmm. guns for them oh my gosh girl i could outrun half of them people at eastman (laughs) The ones that be unlocking doors, with they gonna just leave the key ring and just shoot the door handle off. They they gonna be so happy to have them guns. I'm, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. I was like, I was literally, I was praying because that was that really would have had an effect on my education. I don't know if I would even have been at Eastman no more if they had done it because I would not feel comfortable being on there. And as an undergraduate, I had to be. I was at school every day. 
I was at school on weekends. Like, I just would not have felt safe there. I was when like, I was kind of my experience at Eastman. I was at Eastman every day except for Fridays. No, I'm lying. I had class on Friday. I, yeah, I was up there every day. Yeah, so and this white girl, she's like, "Why are we gonna wait till something happens?" It's like, girl, there are so many steps up. before <laughs> before that though. And also, and also like, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say y'all talking about this key card thing, but statistics show it's most it is way more likely to be somebody that goes here. So mm-hmm. it like the key card really not gonna do much. Yeah, okay, it'll be swiping so I can shoot all y'all. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay, like, and also like I remember even talking about this on the show. After visiting other schools, it's just amazing how open Eastman is. I I haven't been to Eastman since twenty nineteen. I don't know what they got going on over there. But I'm just saying, like, when I was there, you know, you could enter through all these different doors. I mean, I know that they did the swipe thing for them three little weeks. Um, but when I went to when I went to Curtis to um to bomb that when that when he read me for Phil, um, I like someone had to come get me. Like some a student someone had to come get me and bring me to the room that I was gonna have my lesson in. And like the same thing same thing at Colburn I feel like Col- like it's just like Eastman's just so open you can go through so many different doors you know it's like why don't y'all start there and then zoom and then expand from here I'm on the opposite side of that I don't I don't think so I would I wouldn't like for that to happen I don't think there's anything wrong with it, with the school being open um but I put I was at Eastman last month and what basically now the security desk is like in the middle of Lowry Hall and they have like a swipe thing like you know how you used to have to flash Mm -hmm. your ID you have to swipe it like past their desk like there's like kind of there's kind of like you know like how you're in a line at the airport they have those rope things those little divider rope things Mm -hmm. um there's like I think there's like two of those and to like so you kind of go in one way and go out the other way like the mm-hmm. desk is in the middle so like you go in on this side of the security and you swipe your card mm-hmm. or you sign in yeah i mean i like that i mean i think the reason why i said the open thing i remember one year when i was there like the where the pianos are like all the way down like underneath the crust of the earth yeah the basement of the annex the other side oh is that the is that the basement of the annex i've only been down there where all the pian the piano basement yeah where all the, yeah i've only been down there one i'm like where are we going why is it getting colder like it was i've never <laughs> <laughs> um then somebody was like hiding in there or something happened to a piano student in there that's why i said the open thing like that back door be mm-hmm. open the street was open but that's weird because the only all those back the doors in the back of lowry hall are those are never open it's the ones that are facing the street are open and the ones that are yeah all the ones that are facing like gibbs and Maine are usually open now none of them are yeah you can um, swipe in right can you swipe in on that little door with that little street you know that little street i don't think so. behind Wait, which one the alley yeah what's that little alley i don't think you can you can't swipe in there no, you can swipe in on the side where the parking garage is. Not not the that whole alley, but the that That's corner what I meant, door. like to go into where Hatch is at, on that the side East, by the garage, yeah. you can swipe in there. J- just that one door on the corner. Because you used not, to swipe in there and on Gibbs, and, not Gibbs, and on Main to go into Hatch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, the only one I know for sure you can swipe in on that side door because I will come 
through there from the parking Straight garage. Straight from the parking garage. I just want to make sure that's yeah. still working. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, but that's what makes it, it I was, you know, it's just kind of irritating because now my car don't work. I'm trying to get this case in there. Like, it's just like a whole thing. Also, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, it's a school, but I feel like it's the same thing where like now they put in what's the name now they now they talk about metal detectors in the mta at in new york like at, it's like at a certain point i know that that one thing did happen at eastman but first of all y'all got people well, let me not say that <laughs> um but on the other hand it's like i don't know i just feel like i felt like it was a little i feel like this a little od for them for them to be doing all that especially because it's like some of the the actions that people do in response to stuff like that is like not really getting to the root of the problem mm-hmm. um and i'm not trying to say like oh just one little thing like i'm not trying to say that but at the same time it's just like y'all already were not you already have people who are born and raised in rochester don't even know what eastman is for mm-hmm. like so I feel like ain't nobody really walking up in the Eastman just to hang out. Like, like get over yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> nobody just sitting up in here. It's like, I feel like it's just fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I don't like feeling like I'm going through freaking TSA when I go to school. That's like, what they feel like that last time. I remember the, the weekend, like, ap- the week after they did it. I was like, girl, I don't ever have my ID. I'm like, you see me? I have an instrument on my back. Like, you see me? We I saw you yesterday, <laughs> so that was annoying. But I'm like I'm not really a rule follower in, by, in, by nature, so that's why I I just got over it. What so you ever take a date? They need to implement. They need to. Do no, I I still, not, I still agree. I don't have a problem with the school being more secure. I I, I I personally do not have a problem with that. But the reason why I found it to be frustrating is cause I never had my ID. So I ain't know all this change was happening. They probably sent an email. I ain't read it. So I'm like, I saw you yesterday. <laughs> I saw you yesterday, um, but I got over it. Like I said, I got over it, and I just flashed my flashed my ID. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's just like it's not really safe to go anywhere here now. I mean, it's anyway, America. They should can. exactly. So it's like, but I the way yeah I I don't mind it being more secure, especially the way Eastman's set up. There's crevices. And stuff like that y'all don't in- engage with the community anyway so there's a lot of problems on both sides but because something happened to a student that's why i'm like and then also seeing other schools now isu is, is wide open but isu is also like a traditional college campus most buildings are wide open actually um but because of the incident with the student yeah i don't really see and seeing how curtis does this yeah colbert i don't really see a problem with it with you having to go one way in one way out um well i mean that's that's basically how it was um i don't mind swiping my id to get in places but i do not like being forced into interactions with public safety that or anybody in 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 uniform i don't so like that just made it like i just don't like that i don't understand why they gotta be there i'm just i don't understand like why they have to regulate that it's like yeah and i could really hear nah yeah we gotta move on because i can really hear y'all out right now about about the safety measures y'all really need to be taking so if y'all worried about people mm, yeah what's the black excellence <laughs> I'll, I'll link the thing in the description so y'all can read about it because 
it's really just it's just getting on my nerves it's just not especially knowing everything that happened to Jashanti and and like just knowing how it's like yeah like oh we want the school to be more secure but it's like when when stuff get more secure you already know who gonna have to answer for that Mm -hmm. it's gonna be us so it's like i just i don't know i just don't love that i just don't i just want the doors to be locked i don't i don't know i don't understand why security has to regulate that like people should just swipe in and you should sit in your little thing at the front i don't understand why they have to this is not tsa Especially, but then now I'm thinking about now the only doors that really need to be locked was the one. Okay, we're sorry, y'all, but the only ones that really need to be locked, the ones that's by hatch are them glass doors. Because when you really think about it, when you go straight into Laura, you're walking past a security desk anyway. Yeah, I don't think them two front little doors should be locked. Should be, I feel like it's inconvenient. Yeah, so that's like way. nothing really changed then. No, because you used to be able to go through that that one little door on Main. The corner, like that, that one door, that the glass door. one. I don't know if it's glass. The one that's like facing. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. But that one that's facing the parking lot. The glass doors would be open. The garage. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the glass doors are the only ones that need to be locked because every other doors besides the glass doors are swipe only or the Lowry Hall doors, which are in front of the security desk. So I'm like, those are the only ones that y'all can leave the Lowry doors open. And then just lock the glass ones, cause other other than that, they're all swipes. OSL is a swipe. People and side people do- all the side doors are swipes. Yeah, I mean, then there's also stuff that you can't, you simply can't regulate. Like someone, like what they, for whatever reason, I don't know why people exit that door at the back of Laurie like to go into the alley like why would you I don't understand why people do that someone could I feel like any other time it would be someone could like slip in while you're leaving and that door but, is, the, but there are public concerts at Eastman though so it's like anybody could come in no they but can like just wait till that again, happens my point is that my point is that that's the only thing I could I feel like there's no way to regulate when you are leaving and someone's coming in like there's no way to there's no way to regulate that and i don't really think you need to to be honest because they can catch you outside they don't need to do it at (laughs) eastman so i mean yeah we could disagree i think that because something happened to a student but what i'm saying is like i don't really think that like i don't really think that the doors or there being some sort of regulation on who's gonna come in after you leave would have prevented that from happening is what i mean you don't no how come because it happened in eastman it could have happened right outside of eastman the issue was that they went into eastman they were wandering around and then something happened to a student in eastman that's why i'm saying because there's no way to regulate it it's like that's what would actually if you were to regulate something that's what it needs to be regulated but you can't regulate that so it's kind of like uh. yeah that's what i'm saying it's like you you can't because that person they could have came into eastman during a concert time it didn't even have to be that they slipped in they could have just came during concert they could have went to the bathroom and started wandering around like so i'm saying like i don't really think there's how could you how could you have prevented that from happening hmm. i don't know i don't i think the door should be locked but we can move on we're gonna keep going in circles I mean, I agree with that, though. I just don't think that law needs to be locked. 
especially if they see but then yeah we should move on because then they gonna that's when they, that's when they gonna start stopping people because it's like that, you don't look I mean, like you go like, here so it's like exactly and, and they said that they've said that in uh public when you take when you go to orientation freshman orientation um which i'm sure they probably stopped it now because i've said it i've said it to the what's his name I forget his name, but the the head of the Department of, of Public Safety, and I've said it to a bunch of people that they used to say, if you see somebody who looks like they don't belong here, call public safety. I wonder they still say that. Yeah, I I sure hope not, because I I I definitely brought it up enough times for them to be aware that they should stop saying it. So, well, anyway, because now if the front doors now if the front doors are open. Then someone, someone has to be, security has to be there. Yeah. There's really no solution, honestly. I don't know. Yeah. And especially like, I mean, when you think about of uh, in the grand scheme, like, like I said, I'm not trying to. I don't want to be like, oh, it's just a da da da. But in the grand scheme, like, I feel like East Minnesota is still has been relatively safe. Like that is the only, like, only thing that has happened in the four years that I was there. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I don't think it was, like, people was acting like, you know, people be clutching their pros. It's like, you, I feel like it was, um, like, people was acting like it was acting like you gotta be, you was walking through Eastman looking over your shoulder, yeah. like, bro. <laughs> like, people was, was swarming in <laughs> and tackling students in always. Yeah, and it's hard because it's like, I don't know what a solution would be. Like I said, I'm, I was surprised at how open Eastman was just go, going to other schools but I could see them trying I could see them scrambling because it's like you don't want people who are paying tuition to think that this school is unsafe so it's like yeah. what, how do we even though it was only one incident it's like how do we how do we address and you have that? to have a reaction yeah. yeah you can't just be like well, well you know like, <laughs> happens 19 you know <laughs> what three four things come on down yeah know? like you really can't be like you can't have no response to it i definitely understand understand that you can't just be like well yeah and, and then also well mm, but then that's a whole other thing okay <laughs> because that happened in the annex the annex you definitely have to swipe in this is this whole conversation is is dead because that happened in the annex you have to swipe in you cannot get into the annex without a key card regardless of how you got in the building There's there's no entrance to the annex that has that does not have a swipe, at all, especially to the basement. So that goes back to that goes back to that. So it was, I feel People like it was just like virtue signaling, low key, because there's no solution. Because that just goes back to you can't regulate who slips in, who's there, who's not there. So and like unless you find a way to regulate how people are attending concerts, which there's no way to do, because there's yeah. you you don't only attend concerts in in kodak or hatch like there's going to be people have concerts in the little classroom thing upstairs so it's like there's no way to regulate anything so you know what they ought to have though there what would actually be a, a something that would actually be helpful that we don't have like emergency phones and buttons and stuff in eastman like they do on u of r mm-hmm. if you're in a stairwell and u of r there is an emergency like thing you can hit to call somebody mm-hmm. like if somebody catches you in a stairwell or something you know Wait, and it's like one, in a basement isn't there one um on the fourth floor like over there like on a little bridge 
I feel like there's one somewhere, but just one. Yeah, but in the basement where you don't have no yeah. cell reception, like there should definitely yeah. be one down there. In like every practice room, literally <laughs> should be one down there. Like that would actually help that problem because, like you said, yeah, you can't really, you can't really regulate who's gonna come in after you. Which and it's like that doesn't, that doesn't even okay. <laughs> doesn't even logistically make any sense because now you're walking through. What you gonna do? You walk into the annex and you close the door after you, even though you see somebody. <laughs> like, like that doesn't even make no sense. But also think about like, think about like how like. You know how when people are going to the annex, but they go through the grand staircase, it's like think about how many people flood behind. Yeah, when one person, so it's just like, cause and then that's what I'm saying. Like you see all those people now. You, oh no, we each got to line up and swap oh, individually and then close behind. Like saying. it's like, yeah, no. And then and uh, and also when you do it, cause then that happened to Richard where old dude was holding mm, the door open for everybody, me. and then when Richard roll up, now you you want to close it, talk about where's your ID? Yeah, that made my that makes my chest tight every time I think about it, cause I was thinking about it when we, cause it's like, yeah, there's so many issues. Yeah, it's like it's just not giving. But yeah, something yeah I could see they definitely needed to respond in some sort of way. I really feel like that would have been that would have really been helpful though. They should do that. Oh, well, I'm not paying no dollars there no more, so hope everybody's safe. (laughs) (laughs) That came off bad. (laughs) I do. Listen, y'all got people with full blown salaries to figure out how to keep keep people safe. What I'm finna do to figure out how to keep people safe. (laughs) Yeah, like now I'm coming, I'm circling back two years later talking about, so I have an idea. Like. Yeah. And it's also it's just like a, such a complicated problem, and people who are in charge honestly just don't have the wherewithal, the nuance to solve it. Because we over here as black people being like, and you could do this, and and I think it should be more secure. And like, I don't think so. It's just like, like they you, I know they're not having these kind of t- conversations. It's like let's just lock it all down. But yeah. like even Crystal last week brought it to my attention. I I never thought about this. Literally more police, more that it never works. It never exactly works. It, it doesn't never works. Does let's shut everything down and, da, 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 and now you got people on the freaking yeah it's just it doesn't work the whole turnstile things we don't even have turnstiles here in, in seattle no turnstiles people like you know like it's just not all it's not all that it's the um it's the honor system mm-hmm. and people do it people you yeah and whatever and i've never seen nobody harassing in, in la it depends on where you are there are some turnstiles and then there are other places that don't and i didn't even realize that until you know recently and i was like oh wow there's a reason why there are turnstiles at some train stations and not in others and um and also i've seen you know sometimes the the people that come in and check your card um i've i've seen people in like the little vests in seattle but no i've never seen anybody have their car checked ever and friends um, they check in paris they check your stuff you have to mm-hmm. in paris you got to hold on to your thing they told us like do not lose this thing because they'll find you like 35 euro if you don't if you don't have if you don't have your thing because you you gotta if i remember correctly it's it's been literally 10 years but you have to scan you have to put seasoned traveler you have to put your (laughs) thing back in to leave the station Mm -hmm. as well just be in there we're over time i don't want to talk to you anymore so let's do the black x Okay, dang. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we got here. I'm kidding. Um, how did we? Because what were we talking about? Accountability, but that's fine. 
anyway now we should talk about the black excellence all right y'all it's time for black excellence where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props there's room for everyone at the top this week i'm talking about ezra hagabrooks hope i'm saying your name correctly <laughs> um ezra is a conductor and composer of african-american and jamaican descent yes goody right true um, he began playing piano at the age of three and was performing accompaniment with his father at the age of seven. Ezra um, is the founder. He founded Ballet and Dance Orchestra in 2017 with the intent to perform music for companies. His vision was to offer an alternative for organizations um, to be able to use live performances of both original and well-beloved orchestral selections. He's also um, a faculty member at Spelman College. Um, where he teaches applied viola and he's also the director of the AUC Symphony Orchestra so shout out to you Ezra thanks for being black excellence black and excellent <laughs> I know English um, yeah period not me uh, not me uh scraping the the bottom of the barrel for a, a, a piece of the week because I wanted to do I reviewed a concert this past week or whatever and I wanted to I know some of it was available like it like the you can see it but I was going to recommend that as my piece of the week just like the concert but turns out it will not be available by the time it's like do it's like available for like a week after mm-hmm. and so it won't be available for y'all at the time so I had to rush and make sure that there was a uh a recording you guys can listen to of a piece um so my piece of the week is called cyclic compliment by angelique potia sorry girl if i said her name wrong um which was on the um um on the program that's for bass clarinet and electronics and the electronics are some bicycle things so that's like some yeah. joy journey huh sounds like some joy journey <laughs> <laughs> joy be now joy be even more abstract yeah. that's my boo anyway thank you so much for listening to the classically whack podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically whack podcast if you have a piece of the week suggestion a black excellent suggestion or an intermission suggestion send it to classically black podcast at gmail.com if you're black join isbm isblackmusicians.com at isblackmusicians on social media and we'll talk to y'all next week okay okay hour 43 it's not that bad it's not all right y'all period bye bye